Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. In my entire adult life, I've never used the expression gain face. So I have no idea what it means or what you're supposed to do. This eye drop story is maddening. Tony Katz, good to be with you. The story is that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has now put 27 eye drops on a list of recalled products, potentially dangerous products. Sold at Walmart, sold at Rite Aid, sold at Target, a host of places. The issue being a problem with the actual facility that does the manufacturing. The problem is leading not to just eye irritation, but possible blindness and death. Dr. Brad Sutton joins us right now, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry and chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. When were you first notified of this potential issue and what actually is the potential problem? Yeah, thanks for having me on this morning. You know, a little bit of background. A couple of months ago, there was actually um, a similar type of a situation with some less common um, artificial tears and over-the-counter homeopathic products where um, several people around the world were actually blinded by contaminated products. And as you had mentioned, a couple of them actually died because the infection in the eye got into the bloodstream and they ended up dying from, you know, basically from sepsis. Those products were being produced at a plant in uh, India, and it was found that the manufacturing uh, process was just extremely non-sterile, you know, just very poor manufacturing. And so what we're running uh, into here is that the FDA was uh, examining a plant just sort of normally like they usually do, and they found, again, you know, some processes where there were bacteria, where there shouldn't be bacteria, some non-sterile conditions. So in an abundance of caution, they have pulled all of these different products that were produced at that particular plant. And so unlike the earlier situation, Tony, where people were, you know, were blinded and having issues and dying, that was then backtraced to the plant. This was more proactive. So, you know, a few weeks ago, this information came out that there was a plant that, you know, problems were found with sterility, bacterial presence, and therefore they went and, and, and put a recall on all of the drops that had been produced at that plant. Then let's ta- us take a step back before we go forward. You brought up artificial tears. Is there an actual yeah. difference in the product between an eye drop and an artificial tear? Well, an eye drop, you know, an eye drop is just a generic term for any kind of eye drop, right? Whether it's medication, whatever. Artificial tear is an eye drop that is specifically just made to, you know, lubricate the eye. You know, so it doesn't really have ingredients that are medications. They're always over the counter, et cetera. And so what we ran into in this particular situation was there were, you know, sort of generic artificial tears that were being sold. You mentioned um, the retailers, and that's what made this one kind of a problem is that there were such common retailers, you know, right? Target, CVS, Walmart. 
and they were all being manufactured at this particular plant where the problems were found. So the difference here is that there have not been any reports of these eye drops actually causing problems. It was kind of the reverse, where the plant was found to have a problem, so they went and recalled the drops. Talking to Dr. Brad Sutton, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry, chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. They found bacteria, which is, by the way, something you don't want to find. What was the bacteria? What can that bacteria do? I don't think they necessarily said specifically what bacteria they found, um, but I'll give you an example. The earlier one from a few months ago uh, was a bacteria called Pseudomonas, which can create a very severe ocular infection that can actually melt through the ocular tissue, usually the cornea, and that's how the, the systemic situations occurred that led to death. So if it was a similar bacteria, then certainly, yeah, very, very significant. When you contaminate an eye drop with bacteria, of course, then every time you put that drop in your eye, you're, you're delivering a bacterial load. And if your body's own defenses are intact, usually you're fine. You know, it's not going to create a problem. But if you have any little abraded area or area where the surface defenses of the tissue have been disrupted, then that, then that infection can take hold. You you discussed the difference between the two things. What was found in this plant in India, because it was traced back because it had already gone out to the people, and then what a check in the United States in our system um, uh, then saw and said, hey, let's stop putting these things out. I think the bigger question is, how does the bacteria get into the plant in the first place? Yeah, good question. I mean, you know, bacteria are ubiquitous, right? I mean, they're all around us. They're everywhere. And so that's why the manufacturing processes have to have such a strict uh, sterility process, right, to, to not contaminate the, the lines of production, to not contaminate, you know, nozzles that deliver, you know, product, et cetera. And so those bacteria are everywhere. They're being carried in by people. They're being carried in on products and things. And so it's just a matter of having processes in place that keep them from, you know, contaminating areas that they're not supposed to be in. So now what comes next? So they they find this, they're like, hey, we got to work on this. Is it like in the world of baby formula, which was fascinating to learn when we had the shortage of baby formula, which I should argue that we still in many cases do, that a tremendous amount of the baby formula in America is made in only just a few spots. Is that true of of eye drops and, and artificial tears as well to where a shutdown here causes a lack of them on the store shelves? Yeah, not to that degree. There's many more manufacturing facilities, you know, in the U.S. and around the world. Um, So, yeah, not to the degree that we have with the baby formula, for sure. So now that it's found, is this every every plant in, in the world is taking a look at this? Or this is something that's easily fixed? And then when put to the shelves, how do people feel safe with using them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think plants are probably taking much greater scrutiny right now, given that this is, you know, back-to-back situations that have occurred. You know, they they take the processes really seriously. And outside the United States, sometimes not as much as we might hope, you know, depending upon where the manufacturing facility is. Um, I would think this has certainly made, you know, manufacturing facilities take notice and, and maybe be a little bit more cautious. But there are routine inspections, especially in the United States. So if a plant's in the U.S., there are routine inspections that the you know the FDA will will conduct that just are, are there looking for the sterility and stuff in these manufacturing processes and so there doesn't have to be necessarily a problem reported 
to have the plant inspected, those plants undergo regular inspections. And so, you know, what the FDA did here is said, hey, look, you know, these, we could potentially have a problem based upon what we found in the plant. So all of those big retailers have pulled these products from their shelves. And so basically now it was just a matter of getting the word out to the public to say, hey, if you happen to have these already in your possession, if they're one of these, you know, 27 different drops that we've mentioned here, you probably don't want to use those. So what are you telling your patients? It's okay if it's on the shelf, you're, you're fine. Are you telling them to look at uh, UPC codes? What do you suggest? Yeah, a little bit of that. And we've had a lot of patients coming in quite concerned, even with the one beforehand, you know, because that was really publicized because of the blindness and the death. And so, you know, patients are coming in like, I've been afraid to use my artificial tears because everything that I've been seeing. So a couple of things that I will typically tell them. Number one is we haven't had issues with any of the branded tear products, you know, so the big artificial tear lines, your refresh, the stain, TheraTears, those type of branded tears that aren't really sold, you know, generically through different retailers, but they have their brand name. We've had no issues with any of those. And then I always just tell them, hey, if you're concerned, look at the product that you have at home and see if it matches any of the ones that have been recalled. And we have a list of all those here that we can hand out to the patient. And then we just assure them that if, you know, if you have that, throw it away. If you haven't had a problem yet, you're not going to develop one now. You know, you would have done it by now. And then just get rid of that. And then here you can use these branded tier product samples that we give you here. Dr. Brad Sutton, clinical professor at the Indiana University School of Optometry and chief of service at the Indianapolis Eye Care Center. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and break that down.